0: We're drawing close to the end of Hebrews. We're in the 13th chapter. And I want to go back and look at the last three verses we looked at in the previous episode. These are profound. Then we'll press on, okay? So this is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 said this. Through him then, and this is through the Lord Jesus Christ, through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. And so we're instructed as believers what we are to do here, okay? We are to continually to offer up a sacrifice of praise. Our lips are to continually give thanks. We are to not neglect doing good and sharing, even if it's sacrificial, Because this is pleasing to God. Then verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. So we looked at that a good bit yesterday in the previous episode. Um, We are to obey leaders and submit to leaders. Now, again, this does not mean if you've got a leader that's leading you into sin that you obey and submit. No, 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 no. If you've got a leader who's not leading, no. Too often people who are in leadership positions, particularly the man-made and man-created positions, demand this type of thing. They demand submission. They demand obedience. That's not true spiritual God-filled obedience and leadership. But we are to follow those who do such in the way that God tells them to, because they keep watch over our soul. We're not to cause them grief, okay? We're to do it with joy, okay? With joy. Isn't that a great little thing? Now, verse 18 then says this, pray for us. So the author is saying, hey, pray for us. For we are sure that we have a good conscience desiring to conduct ourselves honorably, in all things. (laughs) Well, was there anybody that was drawing into question the author's conscience? Well, I believe what he's saying here, uh, he or she, but likely he, is that, you know, these things that I've spoke to you, I realize that that some of these things are difficult. I know that they're challenging to you. I know that they are exhortive. I know that they're corrective in many senses, but I have a good conscience about this. I believe that this is the Lord leading me to write this to you. Obviously, it was since the Lord left it in his word, right? brought it into his word. So he's saying, you know what? I have a good conscience about this, and I'm desiring to conduct myself honorably in all things. So he's saying, I know my heart is pure in what I'm seeking to do here and in what I've said. So because of that, verse 19, I urge you all the more to do this so that I may be restored to you the sooner. Mm, That's sort of interesting right there. I'm not quite sure what that means, and there's debate over, you know, within various commentaries and stuff, so that I may be restored to you the sooner. Was there a separation between them? Was there a break between them? Um, There might have been, quite often, we see it in the writings of Paul, that, uh, that people within the church were holding things against him or saying things about him and all this kind of stuff. Right here, though, what he's saying is, you know, seek yourself out. Make sure that your conscience is clean. Conduct yourself in an honorable way and do it even more so that I may be restored to you. It may be just a very simple thing of location. The author may have been desiring uh, to visit them again. Okay, He may be speaking of that, that may be restored to you sooner. And so it's not a a faction or a fraction or a breaking up of relationship, but they're just a distance apart that he wants to be back together with them. Either way, he's encouraging them all the more to do what he was talking about, to live in a clean conscience, a good conscience, and to conduct themselves honorably. And now the last few verses are a benediction and a closing, verse twenty. Now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equipped you in every good thing to do his will, working in in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, boy, you see some profound things in this one sentence, these two verses, verses 20 and 21. He declares that and calls upon the God of peace. And this is speaking of the Father, the God of peace. And what did the God of peace do? He brought up from the dead the great shepherd and it's capital H here, I'm capital S here. <laughs> so it's the great shepherd of the sheep. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he tells us that later, that he brought the Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep. He brought him from the dead through the blood of the eternal covenant. Uh, that, that's interesting. It's, it's the idea of in the blood of the eternal covenant, the blood that was shed by the Lord Jesus Christ. He was brought forth from the dead. What he did enables us and equips us, verse 21, may he equip you in every good thing to do his will. See, it's Father who equips us to do these things in every good thing. He's the one working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus. So twice he says this, in Jesus and through Jesus Christ. So it's through Jesus Christ that we are equipped. It's through Jesus Christ that we enter into the eternal covenant. And then he declares, to Jesus be the glory forever and ever. To whom be the glory forever and ever. Glory forever and ever to God the Father. Glory forever and ever to God the Son. And then the last four verses. But I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation, for I've written to you briefly. We've covered this many, many episodes ago. This was his purpose of writing, this letter, was to exhort them. It's a word of exhortation. And he's asking them to bear with it. And he declares, I've written to you briefly. In other words, I could have said a lot more. (laughs) Could have said a lot more about this. But I'm writing to you briefly. Again, he reiterates that they are brethren. They they are believers. He said, I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation, for I've written to you briefly. Again, that bearing with the idea of being, you know what? There's going to be some people that aren't happy with some things that were said right here. And I know that. But bear with it. Take this word of exhortation. Watch what the Lord does with you. Then the last three verses. Take notice that our brother Timothy has been released, with whom, if he comes soon, I will see you. So apparently Timothy had been in prison. Whoever's writing is saying, when he comes, if he comes to y'all, I'll come with Timothy also. Greet all of your leaders and all the saints. And the saints here are the holy ones, Haggios, the ones that are believers. Greet all of those leaders for me, those from Italy, greet you. Well, that tells us where it's written from. It is written from Italy. Now, because these two verses right here, a lot of times people say, oh, well, Paul must have wrote this because Paul uh, traveled with Timothy. Timothy was with Paul. Paul was imprisoned also in um, Italy. Paul spent time in Italy. Yes, all that's absolutely true, but you can't make the assumption that Paul was the one who wrote it. I don't think Paul was the one who wrote it for a multitude of reasons. A lot of godly people who I trust believe that he is the one who wrote it. To which I say, great, wonderful, it doesn't matter. If the Lord had wanted us to know, he would have told the name at the very beginning. He would have said, I, Paul, like Paul did in every other of his letters. (laughs) Right? Then the last verse, Hebrews 13, verse 25. Grace be with you all. (laughs) Is that not a great ending right there? Just remember that God's grace is with you. Remember, live in God's grace. Remember, above all, that Jesus is better than everything. Don't be tempted and distracted and go back into Egypt. Don't go back to the old ways. Press on in the new covenant. Press on in what the Lord has for your life. Tell you what, as you have opportunity, spend the next two or three days before you lay down at night and just reread this letter to Hebrews. Just go back and read through it, you know, three, four chapters at a time, whatever, and see what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you in the next episode.